What is this song again? I don't know that song, sorry. Well adjusted. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Duke, right? Yeah. I don't know Kinks. that song. Uh, the Kinks. A lot of people think they're the monkeys. of the pumpkins in the U.S. are grown within a 90-mile radius of Peoria, Illinois. Goodbye, everyone, and unwelcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we fright about things. My name is Haunted Henry. And I'm... Bat John. And together we're Haunted Henry and Bat John, coming directly for you with the entire power of that there zeitgeist, in order to make the world worse. Now, um, Henry, I'm surprised to hear that so many pumpkins are grown so close to Illinois, because, uh... From what I remember, they have a lot of condiments on their hot dogs, but not pumpkin. Yeah, that is kind of surprising that one, seemingly one 90-mile radius town. (laughs) Can that be considered a a town? One 90-mile radius of a town uh, grows 90% of the entire nation's pumpkins. This, uh, this generally falls in line with uh, something called the pumpkin rado principle, which is uh, 80% of the pumpkins are created by 20% of the people. Uh, so I, I wanted to get into this. It feels like there is a real class structure in this haunted nation of ours, whereby we all need the pumpkin. Um, most pumpkins are processed into canned pumpkin and canned pie mix. We need that canned pumpkin pie mix to sustain us. It is our one true nutrition. And Peoria, Illinois is the gatekeeper. They create 90% of it. That's insane. Yeah, they've got a stranglehold on the pumpkin economy for sure. Now, I don't fun. know what they're going to do with all those pumpkins. You know? I don't know. I don't know either, but uh, this is actually really funny because in this freaking article that named Peoria, <laughs> Illinois, as like <laughs> the center of pumpkin places, there's a town near Peoria called Morton that is the self-proclaimed pumpkin capital of the world. <laughs> okay, so and it I, would actually I be... Why, why, why would the article bury that? It would be really funny. If 90% of the world's pumpkins were grown in 
the pumpkin capital of the world. What did you say it was called? Morton? It's Morton, yeah. If 90% were grown in Morton, but just because it's close to Peoria, <laughs> they say that they're grown yeah. within 90 miles of Peoria. Right, right. 85% of the world's pumpkins come from Morton, but there's one patch 89 miles away <laughs> in Peoria. So it's like 90% come from the 90 mile radius around Peoria. I, this feud is something I'm, I'm certainly uh, hoping ends soon and we can give the crown back to Morton. I wonder if, so, uh, you know, the whole, um, God, what's it called? Uh, the globe is getting hotter. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Pumpkin warming. Pumpkin warming, of course. Ninety percent uh, of the world's pumpkins are getting hotter. It's it's a uh, all the pumpkin flatulence is going up into the stratosphere. It's actually that's a really common misnomer. It's not the flatulence; it's their burps. Really, the pumpkin burps. Pumpkin burps go up into the atmosphere as carbon and makes a a, a you know just makes a jack o' lantern of us all. Really. Yeah, we we are the jack uh the the so the question I have is obviously you know California wine country the uh the kind of meridian where California starts being able to grow grapes is actually creeping north due to global warming and my concern is is global warming going to impact the pumpkin production and push it all the way into Canada? That would be frightening uh, because, I, well, mostly because I don't think pumpkin and maple mixes. Oh, if you've never had a pumpkin maple smoothie, what are you doing with your life? Um, living the worst version of it I can. All that fiber and sugar, you'd be you'd be feeling all right. I'd, it's like I would eat one of my fiber one bars, which I cannot find one that is not smothered completely in chocolate. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, chocolate. I don't know that is a uh, super high in oh, fiber. No. It's oats covered in chocolate, and it's just like, well, I could just do the oats. You could hold the chocolate, but that I can't seem to find one. A fiber one bar that does that. Now, Peoria has a solution for you. Is it pumpkin based? It is nature's fiber one bar. And that is pumpkin. Nice. Stem and all. Stem and all. Yes, uh, I have it right here. The information. Pumpkin is a great source of dietary fiber. Uh, 16%. I don't know what that is. 16% plus protein, calcium, and potassium, and is used to treat cats and dogs with digestive <laughs> problems. Critically, I can't stress this enough. Not humans. <laughs> no, not critically not humans. Um, because we all know, like, if you give a human being too much pumpkin, they return to the patch. Uh, this This article is just fascinating me because... That was the first sentence of that paragraph where pumpkin is a great source of dietary fiber. The next sentence is the only word of advice we'd like to offer in this beloved pumpkin season is moderation. One eight ounce slice of pumpkin pie contains 22% of your recommended daily allowance of cholesterol and 25% of saturated fat. What? <laughs> That's their one word of advice for this pumpkin-loving season? <laughs> That's it. That's the That's one it. they went with? Mm-hmm. How about you might be hunted down in the streets? Yeah, how about... How about there's... there's there's a lot of scary things out There's there. There's a lot of stuff that's scarier than a slice of pumpkin pie. I Honestly. We can all agree there. Yeah, the pumpkin pie might be the least of your worries. Like, do you have your your werewolf shutters over your door? I mean, I personally, over the last few years, I've known four people return to the patch after eating a couple of pieces of pumpkin. That's scarier than pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie's got additives in it. You can eat a, pump, a bunch of pumpkin pie before you return to the patch. Yeah, yeah, because th they mix stuff in to dilute that the calling that one gets 
honestly, it's why it doesn't treat human digestive problems because too much pumpkin will just return you right to the patch. And look, the hotels in Peoria are booked. They're they're booked. People are returning to the patch. They're on the patch pilgrimage. They're on the the patch maglidge. <laughs> they're on the patch maglidge. The the pilgrim. The patch. I can't. I can't combine them. No, it's it's patch glimage or whatever. Right, they're on that? the patch glimage. And yeah, it's the funny thing about the patch maglidge is that. Um, a lot of times people, and this is, this is, look, first timers, listen in, dial in right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call. You don't need to book a hotel room for the patch glitch. You're going to be returned to the patch. You're not staying in a hotel room. Don't book a room beforehand. Yeah, like a lot of people returning to the patch. I mean, I haven't done it myself and I hope never to because it is a horrible fate. Uh, but returning to the patch, like, I get it. People are kind of operating on autopilot. They're like, oh, I'm going to Peoria. I need to book a hotel. When you get to Peoria, if you don't book your ass, it's like when you go to a party and you eat beforehand and there's a bunch of food at the party. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you messed up. You messed up because when you get to Peoria, you can just go right to the patch. And sure, yeah. your insides will be converted to the mucus and mucilage and seeds of a pumpkin. And you will lose all of your consciousness as you turn into a pumpkin. But you won't have to worry about a hotel. Yeah, tell the trip advisor person that you're talking to, yes, I want to book a trip. No, I do not need a room and board. Yeah, you just need the flight. Save the couple hundred bucks, you know, just save it. And I mean, depending on where you are, there are some great direct train lines to the like Chicago Peoria area. Get off the train, walk right to the batch. Yeah. And don't get confused. You're not going to Morton. No, not going to Morton. You're going to Peoria. Yeah. You're going to Peoria and then walking to Morton. Well, eventually you will be transported to Morton for processing, but that's neither here nor there. Did you know, John? Fun fact about Morton. Mm. Uh, Morton. Somebody is not having fun on your end, buddy. Yeah, there is a neighbor's dog who is barking insistently. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the fun fact. Uh, The town of Morton. Uh, cans more than 85% of the world's pumpkins each year. Of course, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And they grow more than 85% of them, so it makes double sense. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. Uh, there's a pump, Libby's Pumpkin Processing Plant in Morton, Illinois. I'm going to see if I can move because this dog is going insane. I hear him. Yeah, it is not great for the old podcast. Hold on. Good thing I'm mobile with Google Fiber. Fiber. Anyway, if you can help it, minimize your consumption of pumpkin this frightened times, unless you want to be turned into one of those slimy little friends we call pumpkins. That's right. And if you find yourself in the Peoria, Illinois area, just let them know we sent you. Yeah, let them know that we sent you because we do get uh, we get money on the back end. Yeah, we do. We do have a deal with Peoria, Illinois, not Morton. Don't go to Morton. Don't go to Morton. We have a deal with Peoria. Um for every, you know, couple of thousand of people that they process, we get a little a little kickback and we put that right back in the show. That's right. We get a little kickback in the form of one can of pumpkin. And yep. we put that right back into the show. Oh, hold on. I, I need to put I need to put the one can of pumpkin we got this week back in the show. Oh, could you please? Yeah. And now the show is full. Yeah, the sh- fueled. Well, yeah, it could and be fuller. ready to go. Fueled, full, and ready to fool. We're ready to fool ya. 
Yeah, let's get back to some of the roots of what we do in this month. Enough pumpkining around, John. Let's talk about fear. Fear. Um, let's see. God, gotta be one of my. Oh, I was gonna say favorite emotions, but I'm not exceptionally familiar with other emotions. It is the one emotion, the one true emotion. For all the other emotions are just distractions away from fear, and fear's the only one that you cannot escape. Yeah, I um it's my my therapist has been talking to me a lot about uh sublimation. You know, the only um the only truly uh healthy form of redirection. And she's been telling me that uh I need to take the fear that I have and I need to transform that into other more productive forms of fear. Right. And my th- fear of uh, pissed has been telling me that I need to start projecting my fears onto others so that others will do unto me what I do unto you. Oh, you have one of those projection fearapists. Yes. An astro projecting fearapist to be precise. She haunts by every waking moment. I've really been thinking about getting one of those EMDR fearapists. You know, eek, my Dracula's rising. Yeah, um, they really get my Dracula rising. That is not appropriate. If Oh, I'm sorry. Your Dracula rising. Thank you. Appropriate. Okay. You know what? Our Dracula rising. Even more appropriate. For he is all of ours to share. But no, I wanted to sort of project our fears onto our dear fans in the form of uh, what, what are some fearful activities you like to partake in on this time of the year? Uh, let's see. So this frightened times... Uh, as far as fearful activities, it's been very movie heavy. Yeah. Uh, there's been some fearful candy eating, some fearful planning. You know, near the end of the Frightened Times, everyone has a big end of the universe blowout. Uh, but I've really been digging into the movies this Frightened Times. I feel like movies are, a, I feel like a whatever the fuck that is. I feel like the frightened Henry, times. Did you did you just sneeze? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, there seems to be blood leaking from every orifice. Uh, but that's normal. There seems to be not blood leaking out of one of my orifices. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, so yeah, the frightened times, I feel like, is a good time to explore the movies. Because what are movies but not just distilled human fear? put on the screen for all to see it's a literal projection of fear yeah no i think your fearapist would really approve i think i'm making a break uh through or out or away no i feel like i'm breaking someone's arm oh that explains what that is yeah well, if you want to have your arm broken, we do have a hole in the wall of the studio. And if you stick your arm in it, Henry will break it. That's right. The zero credits gory hole open for business. The bone will be sticking out. And in the meantime, over the sounds of people screaming and arms shattering, let's discuss some fear movies that we're partaking in this frightened times. So, uh, of course, there is a new uh, Saw film that oh, yeah. just Saw, came out in theaters. Saw X. Saw X, or as I like to call it, Sox. Sox. The Sox. Yeah, uh, the prequel, Interquel. I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's an Interquel between, uh, that takes place between Saw 1 and 2. Okay, that's... Uh... I mean, I I don't want to come out as a sonosaur or anything, but I had seen all of the Saw movies until they started making new Saw movies again. So I haven't seen like Jigsaw or Saw X, but I have seen Spiral. Okay. And I kind of stand by Spiral. Uh, I know a lot of people really hate Spiral. A lot of rewatching all the Saws. 
So you and, and a good friend of the show, fiend of the show, Jeff, have been rewatching the Saw movies. Or actually, Jeff's been watching them for the first time. But it seems like a lot of people don't like any of them except for 10. Really? Yeah. Uh, just basing on like, you know, conglomerate or uh, aggregator average things, you know, like your Rotten Tomatoes, etc. Seems like a lot of people don't like the Saw movies. I will argue that the Saw movies in general are kind of like how can i put this they're the all horror movie series are divisive like you have very strong camps but i don't know that i know any person who would rank the top two saw movies as the same right like everyone has very different opinions like i have an exceptional soft spot for saw three and people hate saw three a lo- so I am not familiar with this franchise other than from what I've talked to Jeff about. But yeah, Saw 3 seems to be where they really ramp up some of the stuff. Saw 3 is spoilers for a movie that came out 20 years ago. Saw 3 is where Jigsaw dies. Correct. Uh, in that movie. And Saw 3 ushers in something that I think is really interesting in the Saw franchise, but doesn't really get played with. Is this like a cult of jigsaw that pops up like people who are inspired by his story or taken under his wing and are trying to do the jigsaw thing, but they can't like get it right, which is crazy. Cause at this point, more than half the movies he's been dead, even though some of them are prequels. Uh, right. But I don't think Tobin bell who plays uh, John Kramer slash jigsaw has been in too many recently. Until maybe Saw X and also yeah, Jigsaw. I, no, I have no idea. Yeah, I just know there was Saw the final chapter, which apparently was like the seventh one, and now there's three more. So that was a fucking lie. I think I've seen up to Saw the final chapter. Uh, but the Saw movies, generally speaking, and this is true of horror movies in general, they like they are reflections of insecurities and fears of society. And I think that that's very true in the saw movies in that, like, uh, I don't know if it's so true in saw one, but saw two pretty problematic, a lot of like anti-sex work, anti homelessness stuff. Uh, there's actually a lot of anti homelessness stuff, but in saw four, which came out right after the, uh, international banking crisis all the people are like uh insurance salesmen and bankers and stuff yeah it's uh it's, they went, it's, yeah, it's they fascinating yeah and i feel like i feel like all horror movies are kind of topical horror movies can't really escape being somewhat topical because to be effective they have to be a reflection of like fears or insecurities that are either so ingrained in people that they're eternal and that's hard to do or are relatively topical, which is easier to do. Yeah, there was a. I read a, you know, a headline years ago that was some. It read something like the. There was a trend back in the day, back in let's say the seventies and eighties, where horror movies would change. Not because of who was in charge, but they would reflect the common fears. Mm-hmm. associated with those who are in charge and it was something like when republicans were in power vampire movies were very popular because people were afraid of you know powerful figures sucking them dry mm. and when democrats were in power zombie movies got popular because people were afraid of brain dead masses okay and uh, I- I'm sure that trend does not hold up anymore just because things have gotten more complicated. But I, you're absolutely right. Horror movies do reflect the common fears of the day, of the age, of, of whoever is making it. And it seems like in, uh, in Saw 3, the main fear was uh, when a kid gets killed by a drunk driver, everybody needs to suffer. Yeah, that uh, Saw 3 is kind of all over the place, and the ending is uh, super dumb, like way too complicated. I I will say that I think this lines up with this kind of um, 
political mirroring on horror movies because during the Obama presidency, Twilight was popular. So the vampires (laughs) were no longer scary. Yeah. Oh, you're Uh, right. They were. They still wanted to suck us dry, but we kind of wanted to have sex with them. Yeah, we we wanted them to suck us dry. (laughs) Yeah. Any cold, wet thing. Where the hell you been, Loka? Twilight movies are great. I don't want you to come, Bella. It's oh boy. <laughs> that's that's it, a line for the movie. It is a line. It is it's a line, line for the movie. It Look it up. Line. Look it up. It is Fucking a line. Google it. Stephanie Meyer doesn't know what that is. Uh but it's it, it's true. Horror movies have to, or at least generally are reflections of yeah. their time, which means they age poorly. So I don't know if it's the aging poorly effect that makes all these Saw movies I'm rewatching now seem so bad but i'm not really enjoying the ride on any of them except you know there are cool things like people drowning in pig guts and people Ugh. getting their head reverse bear trapped in half oh yeah it's bad people diving yeah. into pits of needles people get like they get put in a cold room and then water starts spraying on them and then they flash freeze all of a sudden for no reason stupid yeah um yeah, I can't watch these movies. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's fair. The the pig guts one is like peak gross saw. So if you can get through that, you can get through anything. That's still three, right? That's four. That's four? Damn. I know. You gotta get through four movies before you see a man drown in pig guts. So where are you in the franchise yet? Uh, I'm only in Saw 5. It's been a slow oh, watch because yeah. I haven't been having a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, not for 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 dragging it out. You know, if you're not having fun, you don't want to like binge that shit. And I mostly have been uh, moving out of Saw to watch other things. I'm more driven to watch. But what about you, Henry? What have you been watching this frightened times? Um, so we haven't watched anything, John. Per se, we had an inkling to watch Friday the Thirteenth on friday the 13th uh but what we did instead was read the plot synopsis oh to friday god. the 13th oh god. instead oh my god and um that's a fucking wild ride john it did you I'm know i'm so frustrated <laughs> did you know because about- friday the 13th is a great movie with a one of the greatest twists in all yeah. horror movies. All right, so I won't. I shan't talk about it here. I mean, literally everyone knows Jason is the mom. Like every like. I had no idea. I had no idea until I read it in the Wikipedia. Imagine how you would have felt if you watched that movie and then I don't think had we, it like revealed to you at the end. I don't think we would have gotten to that point. And I'm oh, just being right. honest because from the descriptions that we read of how each person dies. I don't think Jamie would have made it to the end. Is it, uh, I'm sorry, is your name Oscar Meyer? Because I feel like I'm at the weenie factory. Uh, we don't do scary movies in this household, especially when they're gory. Uh, listen, I understand. I don't understand, but I respect your choice. Uh, we, and I'm, I'm glad that you were, were able little... to appreciate the twist. Yeah, we're tiny little babies who can't handle it. As long as you're willing to admit it, that's fine. Yeah. I had to look away at Darren Barbarian, and then I didn't sleep that night because of I, Barbarian. Barbarian's gross, so I don't, I don't blame you. Actually, Bo and Afraid, Bo's Afraid might have been the thing. <laughs> that might have been the reason I didn't sleep that night. That's fair. Oh, did you watch Barbarian and Bo is Afraid on the same day? I think I did, yeah. What a day. It was a crazy fucking day. It was a fucking mistake. I, uh, I, have I talked about Bo is Afraid on this podcast? I don't know that you have. Bo is Afraid is a fucked up, fucking crazy fucking movie. That uh, directed by one Ari Aster of hereditary fame. Yeah. I, because it is the season that it is, I recommend you go see it. Go watch this however you can and just live with it. I, I think I recently maybe this movie is becoming like widely more seen in like the popular sphere. Cause I think I, like randomly I saw like a, a thread on Reddit that was like, Bo is afraid is the, the most fucked up movie 
that I've seen recently and I cannot recommend it to anyone it was like, did I write this? <laughs> <laughs> I Most people I know who saw Bo's Afraid, unless they're certified freaks, had a pretty similar feeling. Though a lot of people did seem to believe that you should go see it. I don't think you should go see it. But since it is what it is right now, uh, you should course. go see it. You should go see it. I mean, I think I haven't seen it, and this is probably a gross oversimplification, but I find the idea of a movie where every one of a person's totally unbelievable, anxious, paranoid fears is actually true is a really interesting idea because it creates a horrific, nonstop, terrible world. No, it's it's an amazing premise and that that's not even really the premise of the movie because the premise of the movie is just well this guy has a fucked up relationship with his mom Mm -hmm. but at the same time in the background all of his fears not only does he live through them they are then confirmed by the movie to have happened yeah it's like uh from my understanding it is if every intrusive thought was true exactly um (laughs) And the the heart the like the I think the really the part that really gets me is, is not that every intrusive thought comes true or is true or is shown to be part of the physical reality of this person's existence. It's that nobody around him cares mm-hmm. that all of his intrusive thoughts are part of his reality, like. No one acknowledges it. No no one acknowledges that this is a fucked up existence. He is just forced to live with the brunt consequence of this world by himself to the point where there is there is a moment in the movie where it's like, well, at least you know, this is gonna come to light now. And instead of it coming to light, the movie just punches you in the face. And then walks away. Mm. It sounds like I need to watch Bo is Afraid. I thought I was having a panic attack in the theater. Unfortunately, that <laughs> sounds like by design. I, I, my skin was crawling at points. There were, and I saw this in an Alamo draft house. And there was a moment in that movie where I said out loud, what the fuck? Uh huh. At the risk of being like kicked out for talking in the movie, but nobody raised an order card because I said what everyone on my row was thinking. They're like, "We get it. We, this guy gets it. We're gonna buy him some truffle fries." It's. A, I wish it was a phenomenal experience because the movie ends in silence, and everyone left the theater. In silence. Yeah. As though we were all sort of like dealing with the fact that we had seen that. that such we spent, good, it's such a good feeling in a movie. We spent three hours of our life having our brain assaulted by this movie. And I, I it, it's the last movie I've seen that I kept thinking about for weeks after. It like planted its way into my brain to be like, hey, remember this moment? Relive it. Now rethink about it. Now re re-justify you having seen that. So I, I think I've been thinking about this recently because I've been going through uh there's this genre of film that's poorly understood called New French Extremity. Uh, and it was this genre of mostly French movies that were basically, that were not basically, but predominantly based on like exploitation, violence, hopelessness. And a thing that I've been thinking a lot is like, if a movie sticks with you, is that good? Like, like if a movie uses being like viscerally disturbing as a way to stay with you. Like, is that valid? And I think it is 
because there are some movies on this list that I'll never watch again that I have seen in the past that like there there's a very famous movie called Irreversible which has a scene that is truly horrible uh and I think if the movie's maybe saying something or doing it in an artful way where you can tell that there's like a cohesive creative vision that's not done out of spite I think that's valid but some movies can just be mean with what they show you and and i i don't think there's maliciousness in boa's afraid i don't i think it is supposed to elicit that response that i've described but i'm also a very anxious type of person like i am a very specific type of anxious person and i think it this movie was dialed in to my that anxiety that I have, um, and, and any form of anxious person I think will, will have very similar thoughts or, and feelings and, and responses to this movie. Um, but I don't think what it's showing you is meant to hurt you. It's just like, hey, you're on this journey too. You're gonna feel everything this character feels yeah. for better or worse. Like I, I don't. It's not like funny games where the cruelty is the point. Okay, good. Because it, it sounds like it's it sounds like it knows what it's doing, and it knows what it's doing is unpleasant, but it's doing it for a reason. Right, yeah. It's artful in its horribleness. Okay. But it's not, let's show you a cute puppy and then kill the puppy. It's not that. It's more like we are rendering this person's experience in such a way that it will horrify you because we're showing it so artfully. Does okay. That- no, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause uh, I think Ari Aster's really tapped into this stuff because you know me, I love horror movies and I have like a sky high tolerance for gore and hopelessness. And I just, I, I don't know. I love that stuff. I don't love it, but I, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm a freak. But this dude's a freak, yo. When I was watching Hereditary for the first time, it got to like, you know, the pivotal scene in Hereditary. I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, for anyone out there who has seen it, the telephone pole. Uh, and I paused it because I was watching at home and I stood up and walked around. I'm like, I don't know if I can keep watching this because when i watch horror movies i feel kind of safe like i don't know what's gonna happen but there's that feeling of like i know this is a movie Uh, i know that it's a bunch of people who came together to show me a series of things and that has never rattled me or it hasn't rattled me since i was a child but i got up and thought about never finishing hereditary because it made me feel so scared for what I was about to see because it showed me that it wasn't afraid to show me the worst things. And then it went on to show me the worst things. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think hereditary is great. Um, pretty sure it's scarier than Bo is afraid. Cause it is a horror movie, but man, Ari Aster really knows how to gross and creep people out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he found a way to, I guess, express his innermost fears project them onto other people his therapist must be like rolling in it oh for sure ari aster's therapist well you know those celebrity therapists they're like a whole different breed yeah they are bred specifically so your choices now are eat too much pumpkin and return to the patch or get Ari Aster's fears projected onto you to the point where you, the the line between you and him are blurred as such that you can't tell the difference between your fear and his fear. Mm-hmm. What, what are you picking? It's Friday night. God, Friday night, become a pumpkin or become mind linked with Ari Aster. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to go pumpkin. Pumpkin. Me yeah. too. If those are the choices, I'm going to go pumpkin. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you turn into a pumpkin, from what I understand, once again, I don't plan on returning to the patch, and I hope I never do. But from my understanding, sure, the transformation into a pumpkin is horribly painful and takes three days. But once it's done, like, you know, 
No thoughts. No thoughts, only pumpkin. Just gourd. No thoughts, just gourd. Empty gourd. Empty gourd. Gourd's plan. Gourd's got a plan for us all. Indeed he does, and gourd we trust. And gourd we trust. Now, there might be a third option. Mm -hmm. Third option is maybe, just maybe, you find yourself in a fourth grade class. And your teacher... Oh, pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. Pumpkin (laughs) before I go back to grade school. Pumpkin, pumpkin. Your teacher wheels in, you know, the TV, the the media unit. It's time for to watch a video. It's time for to watch a video. Of the easiest days, I believe. The easiest days. And she tells you, oh, we're going to watch Winnie the Pooh. Mm Mm-hmm. And then your fourth grade little mind is reeling and dazed as you take in the first 20 to 30 minutes of Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Oh, no. Now, for those of you who don't know, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is a horror movie that came out, I believe, last year uh, in which the suddenly public available titular character was available to be used what public domain what is it called yeah it entered the public domain enter the public domain so of course some you know intrepid innovative horror film people were like well we got to make a movie about it right we of got course it. now why this movie was available to be screened at a grade school is a question. Now, I believe Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey came out recently on maybe Hulu. Oh, that's fascinating. Was this just hooked up to the teacher's Hulu account? I'm trying to read more details about this. What? What? (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, according to a parent whose twins were in the fourth grade class, um, the students were allowed to pick a movie to watch and they selected Blood and Honey. Okay. But it's, the, the parent continues, it's not for them to decide what they want, it's up for the, she says professor. To look at the content. <laughs> and he didn't even stop the movie, even though there were kids saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want to watch this. I mean, what class was this? It was a fourth grade class. Was this class living with your decisions? Yeah, yeah. It was this decision making 101 <laughs> for fourth graders. Oh, I'm sorry. You picked Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and now you want to scream. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was released without a rating, which could explain how the film ended up as an option for the fourth graders to watch. No, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, no. Mm. Like, what, is there like a video library? It sounds like they were just on Hulu. So, I worked in the the computer lab at my high school, and so I got a back, I I got a behind-the-curtain view at some of this stuff. Back when I was in high school, you needed to have, like, if you were going to show any piece of media, you had to buy a physical copy, Uh store it, and you had to, like, register something that says, like, we are going to show this to multiple parties of people, you know, like, because you can't hold screenings of movies like that goes against the copyright thing. The, the, yeah. the thing that pops up at the beginning of the movie. You can't just screen movies for bunches of people, especially like if you charge money for it or whatever. Yeah. There's a system in place at the school I went to. That's like, this is what is available to show. You cannot show anything that's not in this library. I, how does blood and honey become part of a school's library? I feel like it couldn't have. And also, Teachers are amazing and deserve to be paid a million dollars a year. 
But I will say the teacher who rolls in a TV and just tells the kids to pick what to watch. Yeah, that, that is that doesn't deserve a million dollars a year. I'm sorry. That's like the one teacher activity where I'm like, that's not right. No, if you're going to show a movie in class, you got to tie it to a lesson. Like every day you got to say so like today's objective, you know, today's objective is we're going to watch Blood and Honey and face our fears. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. As everyone has to do in the fourth grade. Yeah, exactly. Fourth grade is the time to face your fears of a of a, a murderous bear. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's. I'm just. How does that happen? So you got three options. Pumpkin. Become Ari Aster. Mind linked. Or you are rendered into the fourth grade and your teacher wheels out a movie and it's the first 20 to 30 minutes of blood and honey. How old are fourth graders? Nine, 10, um, fourth grade age nine to 10. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'd pick that one because I, at that point had watched dozens of bad horror movies when I was 10. So bring it on. Well, you heard it here first folks. Everyone listening to this will be rendered into a fourth grader and to see the first 20 to 30 minutes of Winnie the Pooh blood and honey in which apparently Winnie the Pooh goes on a murderous rampage because Christopher Robin has gone to college sure that's a toy story vibes now don't worry if the tv gets rolled out and they start playing bo is afraid and you start turning into a pumpkin yeah don't worry about all this other stuff that that stuff might just happen yeah it might just happen but it probably won't happen it's like winning the lottery in that you'd be very lucky if it happened to you yeah wait yeah you would be so lucky yeah, you'd be really lucky to watch Bo is Afraid and turn into a pumpkin. Was that was that you being facetious? Do you not think that would be good? That was me being fear-cetious. Oh! oh. So afraid. Yes. Well, is your name Bo? Because you should be afraid. Oh, this paint looks delicious. Uh, everyone what? out there... Everyone out there, also watch Cape Fear. Actually, Cape Fear has a lot of sexual violence stuff. Did you just say this paint looks delicious? Huh? What? Why would you... You haven't seen the movie. Huh? Why would you say that? What do you mean? I was just... I looked at a wall. What movie, Henry? Are you fucking with me right now? What? Don't fuck with me. Watch Cape Fear, except there's bad sexual violence in it. So skip that part, and Cape Fear is a good movie. It's like a thriller, you know? Have you or have you not seen Bo is Afraid? I haven't. Don't talk about paint. Okay, I won't talk about paint anymore. Jeez. Jesus. Anyway. Everyone go watch Bo is Afraid. Watch Cape Fear. Turn into a pumpkin. (laughs) Turn into a pumpkin. (laughs) Eat another serving of pumpkin pie. Eat another serving of pumpkin paint. And never talk. Stop it. (laughs) What? You said pumpkin paint. Pie filling. You didn't say that. You said pumpkin paint. All the times you're saying that I said paint, I said pie filling. No, you didn't. I did. No. I, I'm sorry, I did. I don't think... Stop. Stop <laughs> what? I don't like this game that you're playing. What? With me. It's pie filling. Okay. I said that pie filling looks delicious. And pumpkin uh, pie filling. And in times like this, I turn to words of wisdom from one J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Demon. Demon. <laughs> in the franchise, it, it it's Jamie Demon. Jamie Demon, who who says 
And I quote, this is the most dangerous time for the world in decades. Oh my God, he's so right. I don't even know what he's talking about, but he's so right. Neither do I, but I just, in times of turmoil, I just, I I look to Mr. Demon and I, I remember when he says that this is the most dangerous time in the world and I, I thank him for saying it. I have that on a... Uh post-it note on my bathroom mirror i almost said bathroom window but that doesn't that's not those don't exist windows or bathrooms bathroom windows oh yeah no that's that's just not what are you even suggesting yeah that'd be crazy a window inside a house (laughs) yeah come on man windows are only on the outside of the house yeah for sure yeah. We all know it. Yeah. You go inside, no windows, outside windows. Yeah. Play house.wad. Myhouse.wad. <laughs> Myhouse.wad. Of course. Uh, a, a Only if you're a real freak, download the file and play it. Otherwise, watch a 40-minute long YouTube video of it. That can work too, but yeah. Oh, there's so much ephemera, though. So many files to read. Oh, there's so much. Oh, I'm going to replay myhouse.wad after this. Have you played it? Yeah. Oh, I've never played it. I only watch it. Oh, I'm a big Doom guy. I am Doom guy, Dance Bone Daddy. Oh, man. Have you watched uh, Tim Rogers' review of Doom? No. Oh, it's really good. It's six hours long. Is this is this new? Was this in the past? No, it's one of his first ones. Oh my god, I never saw it. Okay, it might not be six hours, sorry. It's three hours and 30 minutes. But man, I have such an appreciation of Doom from watching that. Uh, listen, Doom is great. Doom yeah. is eternal. <laughs> oh, that's the one he doesn't cover. Uh, it's the worst one. Also, it's what he know. says. I have pretty strong feelings about the new Dooms in that they... The soundtrack rips and tears, uh, but they kind of borrow the aesthetics of Doom, but it's a totally different game. Like it could not, it it could not be further from what Doom is. And it, you know, that's valid. That's fine. There's gore. There's caca demons. Yeah. Um, there, you got to use the different types of guns. Yeah. To get some- the. You know what? Types of guns. In Doom, no enemy was. You didn't have to switch to a chain gun to kill a spider mastermind. You could kill it with anything. It would just take longer. Oh, so they turned it into a puzzle shooter. Yeah, it's a it's a speedy puzzle platformer shooter. Wow. There's a lot of jumping and traversal and running around and like time and bonus. Management, which is very undoom. That's not doom. Doom is finding the key card. But the soundtrack's great. Cool. How how do we start talking about? Do- Where are we? We were talking about Jamie Dooman. Oh, right. And he said, "Yeah, it's dangerous." And then my house dot wad. I've closed all my tabs. I, I got nothing more. You've closed your tabs. Yeah. My house dot tabs. I, I did have to watch one of those like 45 minute long videos about my house because it is so hard to discover everything about it. Uh, there's a really great video on it uh, that comes from, oh, I got to find the guy, Power Pack on YouTube. I think the Power Pack video is the one that I watched. Yeah, it's an hour and 42 minutes and it's really good because not only does he like go through it, like kind of doing his sort of exploration but he actually he went through all the ephemera and like creates a narrative out of the experience Incredible. of my house dot wad and that Incredible. is it's really cool it's really well done i've watched it like through twice now it's 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 really great uh and also i think there, there's just like there's so many fun little details in my house dot wad every map has the same layout as the doom key card Every single level, regardless yeah. of scale, has the same layout as the key card. Yeah. Insane. It's crazy. 
it's, oh, the it's dog an, stuff. The dog stuff is so crazy. Dog stuff is crazy. But yeah, it, it, um, the Power Pack one also brings that video by Power Pack also brings in House of Leaves in a really cool way, um, which is a book that quite similar to Bo's Afraid. When I, I read it, it affected me on a level that I just could not shake. I, uh, to this day, I only have two books that I've ever slammed shut. <laughs> One is House of Leaves, and one is one of the Game of Thrones book when the Red Wedding happens. Oh, yeah. No, I threw the book at that yeah, moment. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I started reading that, slammed it shut. I was so frustrated. House of Leaves. Yeah. I turned a page where one of the footnotes was discussing architectural styles. Yeah. And then on the, oh, it mm-hmm. still gives me goosebumps thinking about it. That freaked me out so bad. Uh, House of Leaves, the only book that I basically called out of work to complete reading so I could move on with my life. Little did I know, I'd never leave the house. Of leaves. Uh, I would like to recommend, since we were talking about Doom and frenetic combo-based shooters, uh, if you have the time i have to look up this person's name but if you have the time and a pc there are a couple video games i think you should play this frightened times Ooh, video games do tell uh the first one that i will recommend is of course squirrel stapler huh squirrel stapler it's spooky? No, it's very normal. It's a very oh. normal squirrel hunting game that's not spooky at all, and I wouldn't recommend playing it or... Well, I'd recommend playing it, but don't watch videos about it. No, no, play it. Play it. Uh, but it is created by David Szymanski, who made Dusk, but more... F- well, pretty famous for making Dusk, but made a little video game called Iron Lung that I also really recommend... Uh, are you familiar with Iron Lung at all? The band? No, the uh, the game. Oh, wait, that's the submersible one, right? Yeah, do you know anything about it? It's spooky, right? Yeah, so uh, you're trying to find a planet that can that you can harvest minerals from or whatever to save humankind because we're going extinct, and they find... A planet that appears to have be covered in an ocean of what looks like blood, and you are moving around a submersible, and the only way you can see what's outside of your submersible is to take one single black and white image at a time. I hate it. This sounds awful. It's great. Oh my gosh. I don't like it. It's truly great. Imagine the things you might see as you're moving around, navigating with a, a map just taking black and white images. Mm-mm. Imagine the things that might be about. No. Just imagine. Uh, Iron Lung, Squirrel Stapler. I think they both just got released in some kind of like pack. Uh, scary Times pack. So definitely check out Squirrel Stapler because God is coming and you have <laughs> oh. to get gifts for your wife. And of course... Of course, Iron Lung. Right. Well, if I could recommend a game. Uh, If you are a fan of roguelike card games with escape room elements, I highly recommend you check out Inscription. Hell yeah, dude. Inscription is, it's the perfect time to play Inscription. The season is just right. And it's just a normal card game with some rogue, you know, you got to do some roguelike stuff. And then it's just a little bit of an escape room. And that's all it is. It's great. Yeah, it's a little bit of an escape room. And, uh, you know, you just play cards against somebody. Yeah. And, you know, it's normal. Yeah. It's It's a normal thing to do. I think one of your cards is a weasel. He might talk. Huh? Don't listen to them, though. They they lie, the weasel. The of weasel course. lies. The weasel doesn't have your best interests at heart. Iron Lung, Inscription, 
and Squirrel Stapler, all exceptionally normal games uh, with with very straightforward premises and objectives. Yeah, N- no one's going to be tricked. Don't get tricked. Only get treated. This frightened times. This frightened times by playing the video games that we've, of course, recommended. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with that, John, it might be time to bring this old pumpkin back to the patch. Oh, oh, you son of a bitch. What? You would remind me of Pumpkafus? Pumpkimage? No, the pump, the pump, the pumpkimage is different from pumpkafus. You know that guy who's trying to roll that big pumpkin up that hill. Oh, we one must imagine pump, midgen. <laughs> one must, must pump, pump midgen. <laughs> one must imagine pumpkafus happy. Mm-hmm. And of course, the fundamental question of philosophy is we, why we don't all just become pumpkins. That's a wonderful question. Uh, but the answer, uh, sorry, philosophy, I'll take this one, is because we haven't eaten enough pumpkin. That's true. We have to eat more pumpkin. Listen, scary da. Listen, kabo. Dairy da wasn't really like a philosopher. No, he was more of a literary scholar. Listen, Michelle Fagost. I only know like half of these people, sir. Listen, Byung Chol Haunt. Right? Um, you're losing me faster and faster. I'm so sorry. They're all spooky. Listen, Plate No. <laughs> <laughs> gone plate ooh, but no plate no plate no <laughs> listen plate no for it now is the time of your reckoning if you do not imagine pumpkifus happy then you shall be the pumpkin he pushes up the hill yeah that's pretty much right i don't know i'm just I don't know uh, what's happening. What's up? I know what's happening. What's happening, John? I'm doing the social media. If you want, to, I can do this spooky. Hold on. You got this. If Boo want to send <laughs> us an email, screamail. Just kidding. If you want to send us a tweet. Oh, no. Wait, I've gotten terrible news. Twitter has just been murdered. Oh, no. At some point between last frightened times and now, Twitter has been made an ex-Twitter. Oh, the ghost of Twitter past. It, I, I hope it's not shitty and bad now. Anyway, if you want to send us, I suppose, some kind of dead tweet... <laughs> You you can send that to us on X at ZCPCWHJ on X dot Twitter dot X Twitter com. And I believe Henry knows what that stands for. Oh, that stands for z- <laughs> That's right. It sounds like the beginning to my friend's DJ set. And if you want to send us a scream-mail, you might think I meant scream email, but I meant the screech of an eagle mail. Because eagles will kill you. You can send one to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. And if you are listening to this podcast, congratulations. You still have ears and the capacity to hear. That won't last long when you're a goddamn pumpkin. But if you're listening to us, you found us on a podcast service. We're on a bunch of other ones, too. We are on Good Pod Chaser. We're on Pod Chaser. Good Pods. Spotify. 
Apple Music, Rest in Peace, Stitcher, the podcast service with the spookiest name of them all. Like a Frankenstein's neck. Leaving us a rating or review on any of these services is a great way for people to learn about the show. But the best way for people to learn about the show is to be walking down the street at night. There's a dog at the far end of the street, a black dog, and he's looking at you. That's right, the black dog that's looking at you is the best way to find out about the podcast. So tell your friends about the black dog and the podcast, because the black dog that's looking at you from the other end of the street is the only way we can survive. So to get your story straight, you knew Stitcher had died, but Twitter being dead is a surprise to you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because Twitter, I expected that Stitcher would die, so it wasn't a surprise to Uh, me. uh, We're also, just to throw it out because this is new, we are on Blue Sky. So if you're one of the few people on Blue Sky, you can find us at zcpcwhj.bsky.social on Blue Sky because their usernames are fucked. If you want to send us a skeet... Send it to our blue sky. Yeah. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits Pumpkin Patched Ari Aster Studios, we cannot use his name, never mind. We want to wish you a haunted week. And thank you, Ari Aster, for sponsoring the podcast, as always. Our silent benefactor, in Gord we trust, we love you. Goodbye! Shout out to Peoria, Illinois. (laughs) Bye! the last 20 minutes i don't know where my head went it it just wasn't here i was not here for the last 20 minutes i'm sorry